Hey everybody, welcome to this, another episode. It's the next episode. Um, I think I made this joke before, but I got the wrong song. So, uh, what you've been waiting for finally happened. I got the right song. <laughs> I got the right 90s-ish hip-hop song, 2000. I'm sure you're all real concerned. Well, you know what? We're not all just sitting in front of the fucking computer able to Google when songs came out. Google. I think I'm, I'm worried that Google's evil, you guys. I'm a little worried. I don't know. No, wait. Maybe it's not Google. Maybe it's Twitter that I think is evil. I think they're probably all a little evil. Or just as far as... Maybe they're not evil inherently because... I don't think a company is inherently evil or good, but uh, I fear what the power that uh, a Google has over our lives, because it's like, well, hopefully they don't want to use it for evil. So today, uh, I, I did a show, and I was the uh, conservative talk show host on the last one. And so this time I'm going to be the liberal talk show host. Now I wanted to explore some of the liberal shows further. Um, and hopefully friend of the show, listener, donationer, Matt, will come and we can talk about the Young Turks. I think that was the one. I don't, I don't really know what the Young Turks is. I gather it's a news thing. My basic understanding of it is it was like a very legit news thing and maybe now it's not as legit or it's more agendized or whatever but I, I really don't know I don't know a lot about I don't even I'm very curious why they're the young Turks I don't know what that means I mean like helpful snowman is is what I am and that doesn't really mean a lot it mostly honestly had to do with like I was looking at URLs when this before this was a show on the radio it was just a blog and so I was looking at URLs, and I was like, well, that's available. And also, I think I was thinking of things that I could draw. And I was like, well, I could draw a snowman. That's like three fucking balls. And a little triangle. And a corn cob pipe and a potato. Da -da 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 -ba -da -ba. Mine does not have a pipe. Because I don't want people to think that I talk or care about weed. I'm fine with weed. Don't get me wrong. I just don't care about it. It's funny because, like, the things in my life that I care about, I just don't, I'm not that interested in talking about for the most part. Like, uh, and, well, I don't know how this goes together. I, I guess I don't want to talk about anything in real life with other people. I just want to talk at everyone on a podcast <laughs> and just say all these things and then never hear about it again. Apparently, that's where I'm at. So it's a good thing I was born in this area where, you know, or era, where you could have this kind of quote-unquote socialization. I can just talk into a microphone while I drive around in my vehicle, and uh, everything's great. So anyway, today I'm going to be a liberal host. And I did experience a, sa a similar problem. So on the last show I was talking about how um, so when I was a conservative person, I was talking about the craziest liberal views that I could find. And I couldn't really find a lot that I was like, well, this is super crazy. I was hoping to find, I don't know what I was hoping to find, like that there were, I was looking for a more fringy liberal group that had beliefs that I thought were just like outrageous um, as far as almost seemed designed to get attention or like, no one really believes this, right? I mean, I did find the one story about uh, Bernie Sanders, supposedly. It, you know, the headline is like, Bernie Sanders says people who want the world to be greener should get abortions. And then it was like, well, Bernie Sanders said family planning is a part of uh, greening the earth. And I was like, eh, I can't really disagree with that. I mean, fewer people is definitely helpful. <laughs> um I also, I guess I also think that that's probably a reasonable political plan in terms of like, well, it's probably going to be a lot easier to, for example, afford college if you have one kid instead of two. 
or to uh, pay bills if you have two parents and one kid instead of five. And, you know, like if you're an insane schizophrenic alcoholic guy, like some of our parents were, um, maybe maybe four kids is a, be- a little beyond your abilities. I mean, maybe like any kids, none kids is probably the right number, but... Uh, you know, just in general, I think the world would probably be a little better if people did more family planning. That's not to say I'm like, hey, one one dick, one kid, or whatever. I was, I was going for a one kid, one vote, but I couldn't get I, <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. But I I uh, one dick, one something, one cup. I don't know. Point being, fewer kids are. Better, not just fewer kids. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say probably thinking it through a little more. Being like, uh, thinking about having kids is not just like a uh, what would I like to do decision, but a like, what can I afford? And like, what's a good, what's a good number of kids for me to have? Um, my, it probably wouldn't hurt anything. Anyway, but this is different. Now I'm, I'm the liberal guy. And so what I had to do was look up uh, crazy Republican ideas. I don't know if Republicans call themselves, like, what do liberal people, because I feel like liberal is both sort of what they are, but sort of what they are called as an insult. Like, it's both, right? And, uh, but I, I don't know what the conservative is. Conservative? Also that, like, they call themselves conservative, and then that's what we call them to be like, fuck you. you fucking conservative I don't know I don't know how this works Uh, but you know that's what I'm going to be so I had to look up some crazy uh, conservative ideas and I I ran into a sort of a different problem which is that it seems like a lot of people think okay first of all I I threw out like the Alex Jones stuff because I was like I don't even know what this guy is. Like, I don't, this guy doesn't even seem sane. That'd be like talking about asking Charles Manson, like, what is your political leaning? And then saying, like, well, see, this is a liberal belief. Look at this liberal example of a liberal belief system. Isn't this a little crazy? And it'd be like, well, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's the guy that I'm going to put up as our guy. Or as our sort of prototypical, middle-of-the-roader conservative. Um, or, you know, like, weird stuff like Flat Earth. But I think that just has become a, like, uh, supposedly conservative idea just because people are mad at conservatives and basically any bad idea is theirs. Or I think this, I think Flat Earth somehow got involved with, like, climate change. Like, if you think the Earth is flat, or, you know, you think climate change isn't real, therefore you also think the Earth is flat. Something. Something happened there. And those two things got wound up together, but I don't think they really go together. I don't know. I don't even even know where aliens fit into all this. So what I eventually did is I found an article that just had um, basically crazy quotes from conservative folks. I think they're all conservatives. I don't even know. I don't even know if they're real. I didn't look them up. But the plan here is I will uh, talk about those ideas. Right? And uh, I'm trying to remember how this went last time. I'm confused. Because last time I was conservative and so I was talking about the craziest liberal ideas. So now I'm liberal, and I'm going to talk about the craziest conservative ideas. Um, I guess, and take them down. But I, I don't know if this is going to be very difficult. Because it seems like uh, seems like it's an easy thing to do. But let's just, let's just go for it. Now, there's no context. That's important, because, you know, they shouldn't, there shouldn't be context. Um, let's see. Wisconsin Representative F. James Sensenbrenner Jr. This, that sounds pretty fake. Quote, nobody's got to use the internet. <laughs> okay. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe I need to stay conservative on this one and defend the conservative idea. Maybe I should complete the cycle by doing a conservative attack of a liberal idea, conservative defense of conservative ideas, and then switch over to being a liberal talk show. I think that's what I'm going to have to do because it's not very difficult to like say nobody's got to use the internet and just be like, well, Grandpa, I guess, I don't know. So I think I think we're going to have to reschedule our programming here. Let's let's give it a second week of conservative thought. Give this a little time to catch on and then we'll go liberal next week. Does that sound like a good idea? Um okay. So nobody's got to use the internet. How do I defend this idea? Well, I think that people think that they're using Okay, let's let's separate the internet into some categories here. Because I think saying the internet is very broad. And I'm pretty sure what Mr. Uh, Senator Sensenheimer or whatever was talking about was, well, we've got the internet, right? And we've got a portion of the internet where it's like you apply for jobs and you pay bills and do stuff like that. And it's not like fun. There's nothing interesting about that. And that, to me, is not really using the internet per se. I mean, the internet is kind of the framework by which you're doing these things, but it's not, um, you're not surfing around, right? If you were just basically using the internet for job-related or, like, work-related or task-related things, um, it would be very different, right? So let's assume that's what he's saying. And to an extent, I agree. I feel like, uh, for example, everyone thinks they have to use the Internet for various reasons. Like, I must use the Internet so that I'm informed about this. But I think that's kind of crazy because it's like, okay, so me listening to the public, to the impeachment hearings, for example, which I'm very opposed to because I'm conservative, uh... Although maybe I'm not because I'm conservative, so I'm like, well, then we'd have President Pence, and that's even better. Is that better? I don't know. I don't know if that's more conservative or less. Um, shit. Anyway, either way, if people think they have to, like, be, listen to all this stuff and tweet about it, but are you really, like, doing anything? I mean... Is being quote-unquote informed changing the way that you're going about your life? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody has to use the internet. Maybe, maybe what my uh, friend, Sensensteiner, was saying was, uh, maybe he was talking about campaigning. And maybe we're talking about the unfairness of uh, campaigning in the online environment where... Things like Google and Twitter and Facebook and stuff can decide what content does and doesn't go. But they don't have to abide by the First Amendment to the Constitution either because they're private companies. So this is causing a significant issue in terms of the ability for candidates to market themselves and get their face and name in front of voters. Damn it. There you go. Is that a mildly coherent argument? It's pretty hard to argue. This is a tough one. I started off with a tough one. But, you know, I'm, I'm damn it, I'm a conservative. I'm going to say damn it a lot because I feel like that's a, that's a good swear to use if you're conservative because it's, like, mild. But also gets your point across. It's like, damn it, I'm mad. I'm damn mad, damn it. Um... But yeah, Grandpa, I agree with you. New Jersey rep Leonard Lance. Uh, that sounds like a James Bond bad guy or something. Suggesting that Planned Parenthood split into two organizations, one that performs abortions and one that doesn't. <laughs> hmm. I guess... I can see a logic here. I think that um, I see where this person's coming from because then I suppose you wouldn't have to fund in order to fund things like uh, 
you know, pap smears and checks and that kind of stuff, you wouldn't also have to feel like your money's going towards abortion stuff. Abortion-related services? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm as in favor of this idea just because I think, as a conservative, I don't really want people having sex either. And as a conservative, I'm pretty sure that the way to make people not have sex is to not give them information to health services related to sexual intercourse. I think cutting them off from that, most people think ahead a lot and are smart and make good decisions, especially when they're, like, super aroused. Aroused. So if they're, uh... As long as they're doing that, making good decisions when they're aroused and everything, I really don't see a need for any planned parenthood. Um, yeah, and I think we can just continue along that path of making good decisions about sex throughout our entire lives. Um, and, you know, hey, you know what? I think that uh, as a conservative, I'm showing a tremendous level of trust in our, our nation's teenagers. To make good decisions. It's you all who are looking down on them and saying, like, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They need abortion. They Oh, sorry. They don't know what the damn they're doing. They're going to need abortions and stuff. And, like, trips to the fucking... Uh, trips to the damn uh, doctor who looks inside their parts. But I think these kids are smart. They don't want a Q-tip shoved up their pee hole. Nobody does. Nobody wants somebody rooting around down in their vajoon. So I think, I think that, uh, sorry, sorry that I respect young people so much that I don't think they need these services. Sorry. I guess I'm a monster for respecting the youth of America. What an asshole. What a damn hole. There you go. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Oklahoma representative Mark Wayne, all one word, <laughs> these can't be real, Mullen, uh, it's bullcrap for constituents to say they pay his salary. Hmm. It's bullcrap for constituents to pay his sa say they pay his salary. Well, all right, I'll say here's what's bullcrap about it. And thank you for using a term, you know, I wish you'd said bull damn. But bullcrap also works. The, uh, the whole battle cry of, like, I pay your salary is basically used against people whenever they make a decision that an individual doesn't like. Or they say, like, hey, I pay your salary. I experience this quite a bit at work. Which is like, hey, I pay, I pay taxes, and that's how a library is funded, and therefore... Uh, you should do whatever I say. Um, but what people sort of fail to understand is like, yes, you do. And so does everybody else. So it's kind of like for any one individual to use that as the reason that they should get things their way doesn't really follow. It's more about like, well, the total comes from whatever. I wish, I wish sometimes at work that I knew exactly... What does the average person pay in taxes and what dollar amount goes to the library? Because, you know, in, on my darker days, I would sometimes wish, like, I wish I just had a bunch of checks made out to cash uh, in the amount, you know, because it probably ends up being, like, $4. And so uh, I wish I had checks and I could just give them to people and be like, well, here's your return on that investment. Here's your $4 back. I apologize. Um, you know what? I'm going to kick it up to 425 because if you'd had it invested this whole time, you could have made a little bit of interest or something on it. And uh, then we can part ways, right? So now, you're, now your opinion's no longer valid. And I think that's an important aspect of this whole conversation, which is it's bullcrap that constituents pay the salary because you, you need to think about it like, well, if you didn't pay someone's salary, if you did not pay their salary, does that mean that you shouldn't have a voice in politics? If you didn't pay your taxes this year, does that mean you shouldn't have a voice? I don't think that's true. Wait, yes I do. Shit. Damn. 
Um, rewind. Of course, if you don't pay your taxes, you shouldn't have a voice in politics. This is conservative talk radio, damn it. Um, I think I think that the what the senator was trying to express, and where I think he's got it right, is his constituents should not be go resorting to "I pay your salary," so therefore you are basically a slave to me. When you vote for someone, you elect them to represent you, um, and you should do your homework and make sure that the person who's representing you is likely to represent you or seems interested in representing you in the way that you would like to be represented. Therefore, you can then look at what they're doing and not be so worried about it or uptight about it. Because um, politicians are kind of a no-refund situation, I'm afraid. Unless you do a recall or an impeachment. But uh, we don't like that. We don't love that, right? We don't want to do an impeachment. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with the uh, my fellow Republican, and say it is bull crap. You can't just walk around saying like I pay your salary, so do what I want. I mean, couldn't you? Okay, let's say let's say this were true. Let's take this to an extreme example. If you were going to walk around and say, well, I pay your salary, so you should do what I want, wouldn't that mean that a criminal who has paid taxes this year should be able to tell a police officer not to arrest them because that's not what they want? They were like, eh, I paid your salary, so you shouldn't arrest me. It's a little bit like, I guess, what's the difference between me employing like an assistant and me paying taxes which go to a senator? Like, if I employ an assistant and they're not doing what I want them to do, they're fucking out the door. Let me tell you that right now. As a fine uh, conservative citizen, I have many assistants that I have hired and many assistants that I have fired because they just can't live up to my exacting standards. Um, so naturally, they're out the door. The moment they fuck up, they're gone. Because you know what? There's another hardworking American waiting for that job. Or possibly a hardworking non-American person who I hire sometimes because... Uh, well, that's just how the cookie crumbles. Okay? And then the cookie crumbles onto the floor, and my assistant sweeps it up and puts it in the garbage. And if they don't, then they get fired, and I hire a new one. So I think I think that's the thing is uh, senators are not your bitch. They don't have to do everything you say, and nor should they. We, you know what? We elect them because they know better than us. Damn it! They know what they're doing. They know the ins and outs of policy, and uh, if we don't want to elect them to represent us, then I guess we're all going to just have to learn all this legal nonsense and whatever. So you can kiss your precious Game of Thrones watching goodbye. I'll tell you that right now. You're not going to have time to watch your great United Kin Kingdom baking program or whatever that is. Because if you're going to have to learn all of what politics is, that's not going to be as exciting as your Netflix. I'll tell you that right now. So if that's what you want to do, let's do it. But uh, I don't think most of you have it in you, to be honest. Especially you, you liberals. Because you're, you know, you love watching the, uh, what's that show? What would be the Netflix? You love your Queer Eye, I bet. I just bet. <laughs> Let's see. North Carolina General Assembly Representative Larry Pittman compares Abraham Lincoln to Hitler. <sighs> always with the Hitler. It always comes down to Hitler, doesn't it? Like, everyone just loves to talk. Hitler Hitler really has some kind of legacy, doesn't he? Because it's just like, even this, I, I always wonder, like, a thousand years from now, will people talk about Hitler still? I guess we'd have to have someone do something worse. And I, I don't, that's going to be tough to manage. 
it's going to be very difficult to manage. Um, comparing Abraham Lincoln to Hitler. Well, well, they had distinct facial hair of some sort, right? Didn't Lincoln have like mutton chops? And uh, Hitler had the Hitler mustache. I'm kind of disappointed that Hitler had that because it's kind of a fun mustache. It's kind of interesting, and I, I wish you cannot have that, right? You can't. You just can't. I don't think that if you were, like, a descendant of Anne Frank and you were a woman and Jewish, you could have a Hitler mustache. I think you'd still be, like, up shit creek. Michael Jordan had a sort of Hitlery mustache for a brief time. I think he was in, a like, a Hanes commercial or something, and he had what was kind of a Hitler mustache. And he is, uh, this was a black man in the 90s. So feel pretty confident he's not like a Hitler youth or anything um, for myriad reasons. However, it still was called a Hitler stash. I don't think anyone figured that he was like a, <laughs> a Hitler fan. I think it was just sort of like, that's an, that's an odd choice. That's a pretty unusual, uh, I, I wonder if, is this like, maybe this is the point where Michael Jordan hits the point of, um, nobody fucking tells Michael Jordan what to do. And he was like, maybe this is when he was testing the waters of like, hey, if I, all right, I've got my friends, quote unquote, and I've got my other friends, and if I fucking just do this Hitler mustache, who are my, which friends are going to be like, dude, what the fuck is this mustache? That's how you know. Okay, this is a good tip for anyone who's uh, who's getting famous. Which I don't know why you're listening to this if you're on that sort of like, I'm, ri I'm a rising star. But uh, if you grow a Hitler mustache, and then you just kind of casually show up with a Hitler mustache. Now, you can't do this if you're a white guy. Like, that's not going to work. Um, but any other, any other sort of nationality, you could probably make it work, but, or race, I suppose. But, uh, if you're an up and coming black man, you grow that Hitler mustache. And then the people who look at you and say, what the fuck is with that? That is a fucked up mustache. What are you doing? I guess the white guy equivalent might be like just a like real shitty looking mustache. And the friends of yours who say, what's going on with the mustache? Those are your friends. And the people who are just, don't even mention it. Those are not your friends. Um, so Hitler ruined a mustache. I guess Abraham Lincoln, people don't really wear a stovepipe hat anymore, right? Isn't that a thing? So maybe they both ruined a fashion, which is... Uh, Stovepipe hat versus a Hitler mustache. And that's the way that they could be compared. I got to say, okay, so this article, here's what I'm going to say. It quotes and says, uh, compared Hitler to Abraham Lincoln. But it doesn't say favorably or like, well, they're a lot alike. So maybe this was a comparison in which it was like, here's the ways in which Abraham Lincoln and Hitler were very different. Uh-huh. Um, and I would say most ways are, are the ways that I would m primarily say they were different. I would say most ways. They seem pretty different. I read this uh, book, and it was about, like, Abraham Lincoln's early life. And apparently he was very depressed. But also, I kind of started to understand why, because it was showing, like, so he was, like, a young lawyer. I don't know if he was even a practicing lawyer at this point. And he was like living with this other dude and, uh, they slept in the same bed. And, uh, you know, sometimes like, I remember there was one where it was like, there was an instance where Hitler or Hitler. Oh fuck. Have I just ruined this for myself now? Such that whenever <laughs> I might slip up when talking about Abraham Lincoln and say Hitler. Okay. That is what I am going to assume is happening. That's what that's my stance on this one. Here's what happened, everybody. Uh, he just 
he got it in his head. He was talking about the differences between the two. And then Lincoln and Hitler became sort of intertwined. So he misspoke and said Hitler. And then he was like, oof, sorry, Lincoln. But once you do, I mean, if you do that in front of a bunch of people, that's going to be fucked up, right? That's, that's going to cause you some trouble. In 2019, that's not a good look. So anyway, uh, Lincoln comes home. And uh, his bed buddy had just had sex with this lady in the bed they both shared. And Lincoln was, like, excited about it because he's like, oh, good, the bed will be nice and warm instead of being, like, fucking freezing. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, this is a... Life is much better now than it was then. Where you're just, like, a young lawyer is sleeping in a bed with another guy and is excited because he's like, I won't be as freezing because two people I just banged in this bed. Cool. Cool. Um, gross. Very gross. Pretty, pretty gross. So, so this is what I think happened. I think they just got conflated, and now, now sometime two years from now, when I'm talking about Abraham Lincoln on this show, and I keep saying Hitler on accident, now you'll know why. There's a good reason. It's not on purpose, okay? It's because some some idiot senator fucked me up here and ruined the whole thing for me. Really, uh, really threw a monkey wrench in the monkey works here. Why is it a monkey wrench? Or is it just a wrench in... I think it is just a wrench in the works. I'm taking that back. Uh, let's see. Let's see if we got something else that's doable here. Missouri State Senator Bob Odner suggesting that women who seek abortions go to the zoo. What? Okay, women who seek women who seek abortions should go to the zoo. Should go to the zoo. Let's see. Should go to the zoo. That's what it says. Okay. Um I promise this is not an affectation. I'm not like, what? I read that at some point when I copied and pasted it on here. I did this like probably a week ago. And uh, now I'm reading it again. So how do I defend the position that women who seek abortions should go to the zoo? Uh, well, okay, let me start with this. I definitely support this idea and view. Um, I'm not struggling because I don't support it and think that it's completely correct. I'm struggling because I'm not entirely sure what it means. <laughs> like, I'm not completely sure what the f damn this guy's talking about. Um, women who seek abortions... Women who seek abortions should go to the zoo because... See, I thought if I just ramped up to it, I would get some... You know... You ever done that? You're like, I'll just start saying it and assume that the momentum will carry me through. Like, my brain will just fill it in, and then we'll, we'll be in great shape. It didn't work. Newsflash. In case you weren't listening, uh, I tried a thing just now, and it completely didn't work. Women who seek abortions should go to the zoo. Because when you get to the zoo, you'll see a bunch of families pushing kids around in strollers, and you'll see what you're missing out on. You'll see this wonderful life you could have as a parent. Um, and what a, what a great, great place. You know, a lot of people think the zoo is just somewhere you go to look at the animals. But I'm a thoughtful conservative. I like to turn around and look at the people because that's who I care about. And for me, the real joy of the zoo is watching the people and seeing what a good time they're having at the zoo. What an educational time they're having. Um, how they are laughing at the antics of a uh, gorilla sleeping in a hilarious position. Or maybe a giraffe that's got a boner. Um, all, all very funny things to see. All, all part of the wonderful circle of life. I, they really I wish they'd remade in the Lion King remake I guess I don't know that they didn't do this but I know they didn't do this I wish they'd like done you know like here's a giraffe with a boner and stuff like that that would have been nice I think that would have just been uh, wouldn't that have been neat 
I think that would have been real neat. Um, and it's that Circle of Life song. Did that have the songs in it? Did they do the same songs? I'm confused about the Lion King remake. I'm, I'm very confused about the Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, and Aladdin remakes. I'm not sure. Is that all of the... Where they're like, you know what would be fun is if we took our our beloved animated films and made them into not animated films that are not beloved as much. I think what confuses me about the Lion King one, though, is, like, it's computer animated, so it's still animated. Like, it, okay, Beauty and the Beast, you're like, well, I mean, Hermione's real, I guess. Looked like most of the sets were fake. You know, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, Everything is just fake anyway. It's basically like, well, do I have a guy wear this green suit? Do I have Andy Serkis in a green suit running around? Or do I have a guy in a fucking uh, Aladdin outfit running around? What's the difference? I'm not, I, I guess, I don't know. Am I overthinking this? Am I overthinking it to say, well, Disney's redoing their movies as live action, but since when is computer imaging live action. What's the difference between that and an animated movie? That's just another, it's just a remake, right? Like they might as well have just redrawn it? Is it because Beyonce's in it now? Is Beyonce in it? I think Beyonce's in it. Is that the difference? Because they could have just dubbed in Beyonce, by the way. They could have just redubbed the voices. And, and, if we're going to talk about uh, having black voice actors in a movie. I believe James Earl Jones was uh, Mufasa. Does it get any more uh, voice actory than James Earl Jones? <laughs> I mean, come on. He was Darth Vader. That's got to be one of the most impressive voice jobs. And that sounds sexual, and it's not supposed to be. That's where you just talk at someone's penis. It's got to be one of the most impressive voice acting things that has happened, right? I mean, it's pretty good. Uh, you're, you know, he, hey, James Earl Jones was the voice of Space Hitler, damn it. Okay, so I guess that's why. I guess you go to the zoo to, like, maybe talk you out of your abortion. That's I I gotta assume that's what we're talking about here, right? Because it does, nothing else makes sense. I don't I I cannot connect the dots here. Zoo animals don't have abortions, do? I, are zoo animals on birth control? I bet they are, right? Some of them. Because I mean I know some animals they're like, well it'd be good if they had babies, but I, I don't know. Is that still a thing at the zoo? By the way, is that still? Are we still like, we need more pandas at the zoo? Or are we just kind of like, eh? I don't know, these zoo pandas kind of just live in a cage and whatever. So like, is it, is, is it important to have a, a panda in the zoo that was born here? Is that a good thing to do? Are pandas still like extinctish? Were they extinct? It seems like they were. It's on the goddamn logo for the World Wildlife Fund. The WWF, which, by the way, I know this has been said before, but, like, WWF is the World Wrestling Federation, damn it. And it's like, okay, I I have an obvious solution here when they were having this trouble and they changed to the WWE or whatever. And, uh, which, what does the E stand for? World Wrestling Entertainment? That's not as good. That doesn't sound like a league. That just sounds like a channel. I've got the obvious solution. You have fucking Hulk Hogan wrestle a panda. That's the obvious answer to this. Or, I don't know, is a panda... Will a panda wrestle you? Well, can you just, like, beat up a panda? Does it fight? Will it fight back? Because pandas eat leaves and shit, right? Like bamboo. So I don't know if a panda is going to fight. Some kind of animal. They can pick some kind of equivalent-ish animal to fight Hulk Hogan. Uh, maybe like a shark would be good. If you can give it robot legs or something. Not because I think that a uh, legged Hulk Hogan has a tremendous advantage. 
But I think it's like, well, look, if you're going to have Hulk Hogan wrestle something, taking it out of the water, or do having him wrestle in the water is kind of pointless, right? He's not going to be coming off the top rope coming after the guy or, like, running and boinging off the side, whatever you call that, like clotheslining somebody. Did that is that move called a clothesline because like if you were running and you ran into a clothesline that's what would happen to you you would just like go f- tumbling down did this happen enough is this like a sort of hillbilly wrestling move that made it into the pros and that's what it's called like a fish hook i get why that's called a fish hook cuz you basically just hook your hand in someone's cheek and then tear their mouth open this is one of the, uh, I think, two moves that was forbidden in the original Ultimate Fighting, by the way. Which I learned from a book called Blood in the Something. Blood in the Cage? About Pat Militich and the rise of Ultimate Fighting? Fascinating stuff. I think it was like you couldn't fishhook anybody. Which I get, because they're just like, well, if you could just rip someone's face open... That's kind of fucked up, and also, I don't know. That that seems like something that viewers probably can't stomach, right? Although, the story of the first Ultimate Fighting Tournament is great. There's a 30 for 30 podcast about it. They interview some of the fighters who were there, and it's just mayhem. Because they basically were, at this time, there was, like, no weight class. They were like, well, we just wanted to find out, like, could a sumo wrestler beat a judo expert? Or like, what would happen? And uh, most memorable moment, I believe, is when a guy kicks another guy in the face. And the guy loses some teeth, including some that are embedded in the other guy's foot. <laughs> and you're just like, what the fuck? I guess this is why sumo wrestlers don't fight judo people. Because they're, like, completely unprepared to be kicked in the face. Um, let's see. Utah GOP chairman arguing that women shouldn't even, quote, want equal pay. Women should not, shouldn't even want equal pay. Let me, let me give you ladies a hint out there, okay? As someone who has worked for many years, full-time, office environment, no, no special, I mean, you know, you get your, like, four holidays a year. But it's, you know, I'm not at a job where, like, oh, the Friday after Thanksgiving we don't work, and we don't work on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and New Year's Eve's kind of a day off, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, this is all fucking work days. Uh, Where you're at an office, and you have a boss, and whatever. Okay. Uh, if If you have equal pay, women have a way out. There is a way out of the working world, which is have a baby. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that uh, this is not also hard work. But it is uh, an exit from the world of corporate office type work. If that's like totally unfulfilling and you just fucking hate it and can't stand it, it is uh, an exit strategy. It is a possibility. Sometimes I wonder if, like, that's an element of baby fever. Not in everybody, but sometimes I wonder if, like, baby fever, which is fucking real, by the way. Work in an office full of ladies, and you will see that this is a real thing. Guys get it sometimes, but you can see it. You can see the way it spreads in an office. Someone's having a baby, and then other people start thinking about it. But, uh... I wonder if that's an element because it's like, I really don't like this job. And if I have this baby and I don't have to go to work anymore, well, that's something. That's a that's a plus. That's okay. Let's just do it like this. Let's say you're thinking about uh, having a baby. That definitely goes in the plus column, right? If you're like, well, I would not have to go to work anymore. I'd be like, that is a plus. That is a plus. Now, if you have equal pay, um, really, after, after a point, it makes just as much sense for a guy to stay home as it does for a lady. So if a guy 
currently is making more than a lady. Um, it essentially makes it pointless for the for if one parent is going to stay home. Um, we're like, all right, look, we're going to take this financial hit. Let's think about this sanely. It really does make the most sense for me to be the one who continues to work and for you to, to stay at home with the baby. But if it's equal, then at some point it's going to turn into, well, hey, let's fucking flip a coin. Let's roll the dice or whatever. So there you go. I, here's what I'm saying. Here's all I'm trying to say. As a member of the gender that does not have, there's no door there for me. There's no, like, this is a potential exit. And I'm not saying that that's an exit that I want to take or that other people even want to take. But sometimes it's just nice to have the exit, right? It's a little like sometimes you have a friend and uh, your friend has a baby. And then you invite them to stuff and they don't ever come. And then you stop inviting them, and then they say, well, I liked being invited to stuff. Even though I can't go, I like being invited. I like imagining that there is an exit strategy there. There is a door there, um, even if I'm never going to use it. It's just, it like makes it seem like, well, I'm choosing to walk this path a little bit, 1% more than I am. Um, it's a total lie that you're telling yourself, but hey. Lies, lies make everything bearable, right? Isn't that the whole point? So there you go. That's why you sh why you shouldn't want equal pay, because it doesn't it doesn't work. And you know you can't if you're not if you're making the same amount. It's like get ready, because uh, I've I've met plenty of ladies who work and who like to work and who work full time. I've also met a fair number of ladies who have just left their jobs. And they do something like uh, make something crafty. Or uh, real estate seems like a popular... Oh, this idiot. I'm, so I'm waiting across an intersection because there's no room for me on the other side. And this person just went through and then cut in front in the lane so they would be in front of me. Um, and I'm like, well, there's a reason I was sitting here. That, I know that's thrilling. Anyway, um, that's why you shouldn't want equal pay. That's, that's the best excuse I can come up with. I, like, I, wish, I just wish I had that thing. And I do have one that I've always thought about, which is like, if I could somehow get, I need to, I should have done more research into diseases. Because it's like, well, if you could get some kind of disease that doesn't actually affect your well-being in a day-to-day -day sort of fashion, doesn't shorten your life significantly, but is contagious and would prevent you from working or something. Like, maybe you can get in some kind of... I've always thought, like, I'd like to just be in some kind of quarantine. And I could just, like, read books and write stuff and do stuff, but they're like, eh, you can't really, can't really work. That's not realistic. Although I guess that's a... a not so great now because I probably could work remotely. So maybe maybe even that door has closed. Maybe the baby is the way to go. Maybe baby. I think I got one more. Um, boy, that was a thin one, huh? Kentucky person. Proposing that the Department of Education be abolished. <laughs> um... Well, I wouldn't say they're doing a great job. Especially, I'm assuming, in Kentucky. I don't think that that's... As the Department of Education, I assume they mean, like, on the federal level. <sighs> yeah, I, ca I can't assume that they're doing... I mean, they're not doing a great job, are they? So maybe we should collapse that and do something else. The Department of Hard Knocks, damn it. Isn't that what a conservative guy like me would say? The Department of, why don't you get a job? Quit crying about your student loans department. How about that? Um, yeah, you know where my Department of Education was? I got my education on Omaha Beach. That's like a great-grandpa, not even a conservative dad. 
that would be like if someone said okay boomer to that i'd be like eh, it's probably the kid of a boomer <laughs> we're talking about here but okay um okay boomer i don't like that one i'm not a big fan of that can i just say it seems i i ran into an online discussion an argument about okay boomer and i was like well, everyone who's in favor of using it is just basically making excuses that are like, well, here's why I'm allowed to be mean to other people. And I was like, well, if you, yeah, if your purpose for using the term or the phrase, okay, boomer, is to be mean to other people, then of course it's perfectly acceptable. You know, you're not telling someone to go fuck themselves, so it's probably uh, safer. It's not like overly, overly harsh. It's just medium harsh. But, uh, but yeah, I was kind of like, well, I mean, if you're trying to hurt someone's feelings, then, uh, yeah, I would think this is a pretty, pretty good way to do that. But if you're trying to say, like, well, it's, it doesn't hurt their feelings. I, I was very confused by the conversation because it seems like it was both sides. It was like, well, this is fine to say because it's so, like, uh, mild, which I felt like, well, then why say it at all? Like, if it if it's not going to hurt someone's feelings, but it is an insult, then what the fuck? Like, don't even bother. Do you want to insult somebody, or do you want to uh, be friendly with somebody? Because if you want to be friendly with them, then yeah, okay, boomer is a terrible idea. But if you want to insult them... Um, it's a great idea. So what do you want? What do you really, really want? All right. Well, I did my best. Uh, we'll see it. We'll see you later for my, uh, liberal, my liberal side. Um, Matt, if you're listening to this and your game, let's talk about it. Um, okay. Bye.